The following audio is from The House in Rogers, Arkansas. More information about The House Church can be found at www.welcometothehouse.com. I'm excited about what I'm going to talk about. It's a new year. I want to talk about uh, how to move toward a win. I want to talk about moving toward a win. I don't know. I like winners. I, I, I want to be a winner. I like being winners. I like when I win. Come on. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's basketball, football, uno. It doesn't matter if it's chess. Come on, somebody. How many of you, you're kind of like that? I know that there are some people where you have the philosophy, it's just a game. It doesn't matter how you play it. But at my house, it matters. All of it matters. Okay? And so, you know, my, my I was playing. It was funny, I, I took my daughter out this last week, and we did this daddy-daughter date every year, and so we were playing Connect Four, and it was her daddy-daughter date because she has it on her birthday, and so we went to um, uh, Fast Lanes, and so we, we, we bought cards, and we have this Connect Four tournament, you understand what I'm saying, because it's got this huge game, and we're playing Connect Four, and I'm, I'm smoking her, you know what I'm saying, I'm just smoking. She's like, Dad, it's my birthday, you're not going to let me win? And I'm like... Nope. <laughs> I beat her five times in a row. And she was like, Dad, I'm going to play something else. And I was like, okay, what do you want to lose at? You know, I, and, and so I, I feel like as a culture, and we had a great time. Some of you were like, leaving. Uh, but, but, but seriously, I feel like God, not, God has given me a lot of responsibilities. One of mine is to dose out humility to my children. But anyway, um, you do you, I'm going to do me. But... Um, but really, I, I don't know, but, but figuring out how to win, you know, winning is not automatic. It's not automatic. Winning is not automatic. Now, we have a culture where we give out trophies automatically, but that doesn't make, come on, somebody. somebody listen, just because you get a trophy doesn't mean you're good. Okay? Let me just say that to, for you. Okay? Now, winning is not automatic. And if we as a church don't teach people how to win in their spiritual life, in their marriage, in their parenting, if we don't teach them how to win in their finances, then here's the thing. We preach about a Jesus that overcomes everything, but we have people who are broke, busted, and disgusted, and they don't connect with what we're preaching because they can't see it in their own life. You hear what I'm saying? And so we've got to talk about how to win, how to grow, both of these things, to win, to win and to grow in your own life, in your own spirit, man, it has to be intentional. Now, life happens automatically, but victory happens intentionally. Every day you live automatic, it's automatic, you're getting older. Come on, come on, what used to not sag, sags. What used to not grow out, grows out. That's just how it is. Life moves in real time. But that doesn't mean that you're getting closer to your dream, and it doesn't mean you're getting closer to winning, and it doesn't mean that you're having the marriage that you've always wanted. Come on, somebody. I, I feel like everyone wants to win, but no one wants to practice. You know, as we look at this, I, I want to talk. I, I'm coaching again, and I, I, I'm going to retire Really, really soon, but I'm coaching some at the rack, and we have this junior high team, and I didn't really want to move up because I'm not trying to be a professional coach, and some of these people take it way too seriously, you know what I'm saying? Uh, um, and I'm probably one of them, but uh, my wife's laughing because she's like, that's you. Um, you know, but I got a junior high team, and, and I tell you, it's hard to teach kids how to win. 
It's hard to teach kids how to win because it's not just about winning. It's winning is about confidence. Okay, and so I'm trying to teach confidence with a bunch of young people that don't know how to play. And I don't care what you do, you cannot be confident about what you don't know how to do. <laughs> Come on, be confident. Where am I going? <laughs> what am I doing? The other day we had a kid shooting on the wrong goal, and he did it confidently. <laughs> uh, that's not what I was talking about. you got to have discipline. Think about this. To play well, you have to do the same thing over and over and over again. You gotta have discipline. You gotta have to have execution. Okay? One of the words that I and we're just you're just learning me, I'm learning you, but I hate the word try. Try is delayed failure. People who try have an exit plan for quitting. You understand what I you either do or you don't do, but there is no try, Yoda. You know what I'm saying? You 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 and so the reality is to make a winner, there has to be confidence and discipline and execution, and you have to do it right. Well, I tried to get over there and set the block. Well, I tried to get over there and, you know, run the diamond, that the, the press. I tried. Well, understand, but it's about execution. It's about teamwork. You know, together, I'm teaching these young people about how your success isn't just contingent on you. There are other players. There's other people. And so I know you didn't come to hear about my basketball um, uh, team, but they're 14 and they're going to grow. You know, and they got time to learn. But for us, I meet so many Christians that believe just because Jesus sacrificed and we have spiritual components of our faith that for them winning is automatic. You know, they'll throw out a few scripture verses and they'll, they'll communicate the word but not the lifestyle. And can I tell you that this Bible is an equation. This plus this equals this every time. The word does not come back void, but it is an equation. Okay? And so the reality is to get the promises without commitment, it just doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. And so as we look at this new year, church, let's purpose in our heart to move toward the win in our life. Let's move toward the win as we raise our children in our marriage, in our finances, in our singleness. Come on. Let's move toward the win in our singleness. Let's move toward the win with this forgiveness. Let's move toward the win in our own personal freedom. And with every vision and dream of God that he gives you, there is a discipline that is required for you. You know what? I don't know if you've heard the term new levels, new devils. You know what I'm saying? That you're not, not going to just increase without some sort of opposition. And so you need to know that at every calling, every dream, every, every download that you embrace from the Lord, there is a new requirement now on your life. And so you can't get this living here. That's just the way it is. And so today I want to look at a, at a man's life called Joseph. Joseph is an Old Testament uh, uh, a man, and I want to walk through this dude's life. He was an overconfident dreamer. He had potential but no experience. 
He had ten brothers, and his father favored him, gave him a coat. One story was that, that his father dressed him in this coat and gave him a coat and did not give it to all the other brothers. So he walked around and paraded his favor. I don't know if you've ever met anybody like that. Come on, it's very hard in my house when I have one sucker and four kids. We got problems. As we look at this, I think it's awesome as we're going to read this. I get encouragement because the families in the Bible, I feel like, are real. They're authentic. I love reading the Bible and realizing that they had issues. You know what I'm saying? That if God can use them, come on, that God can use me. And, and, and in spite of the issues, God begins to train and, and, and download concepts. And Joseph wins in his life. And I want to break Joseph's life down to three components. And, and we're going to read a few scripture verses um, just because I want you to get the understanding and the concept of the story. But I want to break it down into three concepts. The first is the dream. The second is the struggle. And the third is the victory. And this was Joseph's life. And the reality is, this is all of our lives. There is a dream. There is something that we want to do. There is something that we want to achieve. There is something that God has downloaded. But then we want to amen the dream and jump to the victory and miss the struggle. Come on, is that, is that the truth? We want to miss it. And, and the reality is, there are things that are developed in every phase, and you will go through all three phases yourself. Let's look at our verse here, and we're going to walk through some of the content. And, and I'm going to skip some, some uh, the, the, Joseph's story is like five or six chapters. So we're just going to read some portions to illustrate what I'm talking about. But Genesis chapter 37, verse 5 through 10 and, and I want to read this to you. Now Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. Well, that's not a good way to start. And so he said to him, please hear this dream which I have dreamed. And they were binding sheaves in the field. And he, then behold, the sheaf arose and also stood upright. And indeed, your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaves. Joseph's talking. And his brother said to him, shall you indeed reign over us? Bruh. Shall you indeed have dominion over us? And so they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. But Joseph doesn't stop. You know, I don't know about you, but I can tell when people hate me. Do you, does that ever like a, like are you ever surprised when people hate you? Like they look at you, their disdain, their face, social expressions, their comment, their reaction, and you're like, Okay, we're not friends. You know what I'm saying? I, I can get that. I'm going to give you your space. I'm going to take my space. But, but I don't keep attacking and talking about the thing that you hate. There are some people here, I'm praying for you. I know that you don't like the cowboys. I know that. I, I, I'm praying for you. But I don't run up on you and talk about cowboys and how we're going to win the Super Bowl. And you need to come to my house and I bought you a t-shirt. You know what I'm saying? I, I let it breathe a little bit, okay? I let it breathe a little bit. Now, he's not letting it breathe. Like they're saying, we hate you. Hey, brother, we hate you. We don't like you. And then look at this. Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to, bro, you're not learning. <laughs> okay? You, you should have gone to public school because they would have taught you this on the playground that you say some things and you don't say some things. Now listen. Look, I have dreamed another dream. But this time, 
the sun, the moon, the 11 stars, they, they all bow down to me. <laughs> so he told it to his father and his brothers, and his father rebuked him, saying, What is this dream that you've dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come down and bow down to the earth before you? And Joseph's like, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so it, it, this is a, a great illustration of how Joseph has a dream, has an idea, has a calling. God has given him something. And my hope for you is that the enemy has not beaten you down so much that there's not something passionately moving in you that God is stirring in you. The, the reality is if, if your dream is to make money, then the emotional ups and downs of losing money is going to really affect you. Who, with the economy, where it is, my 401k, it's going down, it's going up, it's going down, it's going up. And based on it going up, hey, pizza for all my kids. When it goes down, I hate every one of y'all. I only wanted one. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the, 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 the reality is, if you're not careful, and, and money is whatever it is. Listen, I'm not saying that you can't financially be okay. I'm not saying you can't have means. Come on, we need people that have money that they don't need so that we can build the church, build ministry, touch people, do outreach, go to Belize. I, I'm okay with that. But your dream has got to be bigger than you. The dream has got to be bigger than you and what you achieve and what you amass and, 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 and how well you do for yourself. Joseph had a dream. He didn't understand it. He couldn't really communicate it. But he had something in him. And it began him to focus. And can I tell you, in the dream phase, it's very important because you begin to have a focus and you begin taking it off of you and on what God wants you to do. There is a focus, and, and, and can I tell you, you see it on our wall when you walk in, the, everyone needs focus. We, we need focus, focusing on building the kingdom of God, focusing on what God wants to download into our spirit. Without focus, we get distracted on a new idea or other people's opinions of us. We start thinking about our responsibilities and our lack of resources. And before you know it, the dream that's in us is on life support because we're focusing on all of these external things. Well, I can't do that because of this, and I can't do that because of this, and I can't do that because of this, and we lose our focus. When God gives you a dream in some direction, you've got to hold on to that tightly. You've got to hold on to it tightly. Listen, because the enemy wants to steal it. He's not going to let you just hold a dream and have that dream map the course of your life and have that dream change your finance, change your family, change your friendship, change your future. When God downloads something into you, it takes you from one course and it moves you to another course. And the enemy is not going to just let that happen because the enemy knows that if you do God's thing, it will help a lot of people. Because you may not know this, but God never gives something to you. It's always th for the people who come through you. 
God will do something in your life. Every freedom that you experience, every breakthrough that you experience is not just for you so that you can lay your head down and be peaceful. It's always so that you can help someone else walk through what almost killed you. This is how the kingdom advances. Jesus gave revelation and influence and, and time to the disciples, and he said, go and do it. And so they did it. And then their disciples did it. And when every victory that we achieve, that we walk in, is for somebody else. And it does two things. It cements that victory in our life, and it lets us hold the ladder as somebody else climbs up. Come on. Listen, when God lights the fire, the devil moves quickly to put it out. And God will light your fire. And, and there will be many times, maybe when you were younger, maybe when you were older, maybe you listening to that. It happens randomly. You can be listening to a radio station and all of a sudden, and you're like, yeah, I want to do that. But as soon as God lights the fire, the enemy comes to put it out. The art of focus is what keeps us single-minded. As we start this new year, what dream, what plan, what desire has God placed on your heart? And it's okay if it's slightly ridiculous. You're sitting in a slightly ridiculous dream. Eleven people, four college students. Slightly ridiculous. We had never been here. Slightly, But I'm telling you, it is that, that focus that allows you the Holy Spirit to start transforming your life. God doesn't want you to do what you can do without him. God wants you to do what you can do with him. And he's looking for people who will like, yes, but, but here's the problem. We don't have no problem with this part. We're like, amen, that's good preacher, pastor. Yeah. Feel good, get a dream. It's the second stage that we have a problem with. Come on. Listen, what dream, what plan, what desire has he placed on your heart? And is there something in you that keeps you up at night? What has captured your attention? Because it says, my heart. And you may be saying, Pastor, I'm just trying to survive. I appreciate what you're talking about. That's good for them. But I'm just trying to survive. I understand that. For what? What are you surviving for? Because I know that you're surviving for something and there is a dream there and you need to get focused on where you're going because I'm telling you that will move you toward the win in your life. Church, I can tell you that most of the time God will give you the dream before the struggle. The struggle is not always the place you find your dream. It's the place that you have to hold on to it. The second thing I want to talk about is struggles, the struggles. There's something that you learn. So in the dream phase of your life, you'll focus. And you know what? There will be times when, when you're focusing on what you want to do and what God's saying, and you'll have this focus. And can I tell you, don't let the enemy steal that. But in the second, which is struggle, and let's look at this, Genesis chapter 37, verse 23. And we're going to read a little bit of this. So it came to pass when Joseph had come to his brothers, okay, Basically, what happened is Jacob said, go check on your brothers, because Joseph was the favored son, okay? Joseph did everything right. Joseph cleaned his room without being told. Joseph emptied the dishwasher, okay? Joseph took care of the dog. Joseph was the, hey, mom, what do you need? Joseph was that kid, 
Okay? Now, here's the deal. So it came to pass, Joseph came to his brothers, that they stripped the tunic, the tunic of many colors off of him, and they took him and cast him into a pit, and the pit was empty, and there was no water in it, and they sat down to eat a meal. And they lifted their eyes and looked up and saw a company of Ishmaelites coming from Galad and and with their camels bearing spices, balm, myrrh, on their way to Egypt. So Judah said to his brothers, what profit is it if we kill him? Let, let's sell this dude so that our hand is not upon him for he's our brother and he's our flesh. And his brothers listened and the Midianite traders passed by. So the brothers pulled Joseph up, lifted him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver and they took Joseph to Egypt. Come on. That's messed up. You know, I know your mama said something to you on Facebook, but she didn't throw you in a pit. Okay? I know you may have gotten stabbed. I mean, can you think about this? Joseph's coming up with the tunic, the, the, the flashy robe. Brothers, dad has sent me to you. Bro, brother. And they're like, y'all want to kill him? That's the ice of this dude right here. Well, we, we can't kill him. What do y'all think? I don't know if we want to kill him. There's a pit. We'll just throw him in there. Maybe he'll die on the way down. That's cool. What do y'all think? All right. <laughs> nope. Still alive. All right. Well, y'all hungry? Okay. Let's eat. And I'm sure Joseph's not going, okay, is this a game? What are y'all doing? Is this initiation? He is seeing them eat and, and enjoy life, and they're laughing and talking, and I'm sure he's screaming, okay? I'm sure it is, Joe, what are you doing? And, and then, and then as, as he gets his breath and wipes off his tears, he hears, y'all really want to kill him? No. We're not going to make no money killing this dude. All right, yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. I need a new, I need a new turban and stuff how much, that, how much does that cost okay 20 shekels divided up okay let's sell him sell who they pick Joseph up and they sell him as a slave and they make money and they go back and they kill one of the lambs and they, they bring the tunic to their father and they say we don't know what happened to your son but we found this along the way he's dead Come on. The reality is Joseph was about to have to understand what it took to get the dream. And he was going to have to learn something. And can I tell you, if you're in a season of struggle in your life, there is something that you're going to have to learn. And you're going to have to learn how to fight. You're going to have to learn how to fight. See, I love that people are coming to our church, and I know that people are checking out our church, but I want to know if we're going to have a church full of fighters, people that have been knocked down and, and cast down and had to come through something, but yet I'm still standing. Come on, somebody. See, because if we can have a church of fighters where the enemy does not run over, where we can overcome offense and abuse and, and relational issues, but we have some people who are fighters. See, here's the deal. It's great to grow a church but you can find out who's there when you tell people no well pastor I want to sing alright great go for it 
No. I love you, but I feel like God's calling you to help open the door. I'm saying everybody's for you till you say no. But if we have some fighters that have grown up that, you know what? I've heard no my whole life. It hadn't stopped me, baby. That's okay. You don't want me to let me sing? I'm just going to go over there and run sound. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It don't matter to me. Man, I grew up hearing no. Joseph was learning that if you want to be what you see, you're going to have to learn how to get a little fight in you. And I'm tired. Christians should be strong in their faith. They shouldn't be weak. We love Jesus. Listen, just because we sing Kumbaya, we need to be like strong in our faith where we're fighting and we've come through something. Listen, people, you may be hearing and you got hit. But it's something about getting back up and never turning back and not looking back to the, to the plow, but moving forward and saying, though he slay me, I still trust him. I, here's where I'm going. Here's what I'm doing. And it doesn't matter the circumstance because I found my source. Come on. The enemy tries to knock us down but I'm still standing. My family tried to knock me down, but I'm still here. My own choices, I almost quit, but you know what? I'm still fighting. Oh, do we have any fighters in the house? Come on. Do we have any fighters in the house? We have to fight through doubt. We have to fight through unbelief. We have to fight through what we see in our circumstances. As a believer, you have to be ready to fight. Now, the Bible tells us how to fight. We don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against principalities, powers, and darkness. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Come on, put it up there. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities. That'll jack you up. Because some of you, you think you are fighting against your dad who left. You think you are fighting against your mom who abandoned you. You think you are fighting against, oh my God, your ex-husband. You think that you're fighting against them, but you're not. Because here's the deal. There is an enemy that wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And while, listen, they have a part to play in it. I'm not saying that. But you understand that it is, we are either deceived or we are not deceived. But who is the deceiver? There is principality. So all of us who grew up in a denomination that we feel like we can self-help our church religion and, and, and our own disciplines and break free because of our own discipline, you have not read all the Bible. Principalities, powers, rulers of darkness against the spiritual hopes of wickedness. Now that doesn't mean, now I ain't trying to Freddy Cougar you and scare you. Okay, so there's bad things out there? Yes. But the, but the Bible says, walk in joy. He's overcome the world. Like none of this has the power to steal the dream. Come on, somebody, from our heart. You're going to have to learn how to fight. There's going to have to be something in you that says, you know, come on, there was a commercial. What is it? I take a licking and keep on ticking. Come on. You're going to have to go through some struggle. The second thing is you're going to have to resist. 
You're going to have to resist. Church, if we're going to move forward in the wind, we have to resist some things. We have to resist the enemy because he's going to put lies in our head. People, relationships. Come on, how many relationships have been ruined because of the enemy coming in and trying to deceive? We're going to have to resist some things. I'm going to resist. Oh, you made me mad. I'm fixing to go to Facebook. Watch. We're going to have to resist some things in our life. Church, the enemy is lying to everyone. Not just to one person. Not just to you. You know, it's amazing how much grace we give ourselves and how lack, how, how we don't give that much grace to other people. Well, they should have known. Do you know? The enemy's lying to everyone. We love people. Listen, at this church, we love people, no matter of their background, no regardless of their lifestyle. I know. Now, now let's talk, let's just. I want to pause for a second because I've got some Christians that are like, "Yeah, it doesn't matter." And then I've got some people. What about sin? And the reality is, we are being pushed in a culture that says, "Love people." but never give them truth. And I'm going to tell you this. Love covers a multitude of sin. This is from the Bible. But truth will set them free. And if we are a loving church only, then we will be full of addicts, broken people, who never get freedom, and who never can come and move in victory. If we're a truth-based church, then anybody who doesn't look like us, act like us, and talk like us won't be welcome. We've got to be both. We've got the first thing we've got to do is love people walking in the door. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where they're at. It doesn't matter what's going on in their life. Everybody has a story. Everybody thought they were making the right choice at the right time. And we've got to be able to, to understand that. But we don't leave them there. And so I'm not going to not talk about some things because it may offend y'all. And we're not going to talk about gossip because, you know... We're not going to talk about sex outside of marriage because you know. We're not going to talk about. Listen, we've got to talk about truth and we've got to talk about love. And here's the deal. I'm going to talk about truth and love and I'm going to let the Holy Spirit work on you. And I don't know how long it will take, but guess what? We're into seeing authentic transformation in the people of this house. And I don't care where you are. I only care where you're going. Yeah. Does this make sense? Yeah. Listen. Listen. In my own choices, you know, we got to have people who, who resist. Come on, when the devil begins to lie to you about leadership, about church, about your friends, you have to resist that. You have to resist that. James chapter 4 verse 7 says that therefore submit to God not to your feelings, uh oh, not to your, your opinions. Don't submit to your neighbor. Don't submit to your, it doesn't say that. It says submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. He will flee from you. Listen, we've got to resist freaking out on Facebook. We've got to resist trying to get even with people. Ah, you wait. You wait. I'm going to get you. 
You wait. And especially in our corporate mindset, our corporate world, everybody's trying to step on somebody to get somewhere else. And I'm telling you, it's very easy to get even. We've got to resist stabbing people in the back. We've got to res re resist gossip. We've got to resist. There are things that we have to resist. Temptation? Come on. I love you. I'm not judging you. But we have a culture that we don't even know what we believe about sex or any type of sex. But the Bible, the Bible's very clear. The Bible's very clear. And so, man, it's really quiet right now. Some of y'all are like, okay, say something funny. I'm not saying this to make you feel bad. I'm saying this because I want to see you free. I want to see you free. This church, I want the people to come here to know that regardless of their situation, they're going to be befriended and loved and cared for. But we're growing and we're going somewhere. John 16.33 says this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. And in this world, you would have trouble. Okay? You're going to have some trouble. You're going to have a little trouble. But take heart, come on, I have overcome the world. I have overcome, you're not in this alone, even though the devil tells you you are. The last one is this. So, so here's the deal. In the struggle season, you have to learn how to fight. In the struggle season, you have, you have to learn how to resist. And here's the deal. In the struggle season, the last thing, you have to learn how to learn. Joseph had to do all three. He had to fight. He had to resist. There was one story, which I don't have time to read it, but, but, but he is working, but sold into slavery. And, and the guy that he works for is named Potiphar. And he is a, a, the captain of a guard for Pharaoh. And he starts, man, winning. He starts, this guy just puts him in charge of everything. Well, Potiphar's wife starts looking at Joseph. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> and one day while Potiphar's gone, you know, she uh, kind of. <laughs> and, and Potiphar's wife wants Joseph. And Joseph's response is, how can I do this? How can I do this in the sight of my God? And how can I do this to the man who's given me favor? And he runs out. And here's the deal. The Bible says, you go back and read it. It's awesome. She grabs his clothes and he leaves out naked. Like, <laughs> you were running fast. <laughs> are you running away from the things that are trying to destroy you because the devil is after your dream? Come on, men. We talk about porn. Come on, ladies. We, 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 we can talk about comparing ourselves with somebody else. Oh, look what they got. Look what they, I need a new car because they got a new car. Listen, resist the enemy and learn. The last thing is this victory. Come on, the good stuff. Victory. Look at this. So, so it's been years. It's been years. And, 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 and Genesis chapter 50, verse 19 to 21. Is this good? Are y'all learning something? Is this good? All right, so here's the deal. It's been years, right? Joseph has come up. 
And at the very end, his dad dies. And check this out. This is what Joseph this is what Joseph says to his brothers. His brothers think, oh man, my dad's dead. Joseph is coming after us now. Because the only reason he didn't kill us early is because of daddy. Joseph said to them, do not be afraid, for I am in the place of God. But as for you, you meant evil against me. But God meant it, come on, for good. For good in order to bring about as to this day to save many people. Can I tell you that the tear that you have cried, the frustration, the, the near edge of just quitting was never to kill you. It was to save many people. And the reason that people are going to come to this church it is not because of how well we are organized, although I want to be organized. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's going to be because we're not judgmental toward people. But we had to walk through the fire and we had to walk through the struggle and, and we had to get some victory. And guess what? It was to save many people and people are going to look over at someone's as we're doing coffee with them as we're involved in life groups as we're doing life together and they're not going to feel judged they're going to feel loved and they're going to feel like there is truth and there's a door that can be opened and my life come on somebody can be different because I'm tired of being living this way tired of being discouraged tired of being alone listen there is victory for you. There's victory for you. And I love the song. And you may not have known, but the third song that they sang today is a song that the band wrote. Our, our, our goal is that we, we produce four songs this year. These guys wrote this. Kelsey came up with a lot of the lyrics. Then uh, uh, Nick and Nathan helped out with the music. And so when you hear this, and they're going to do this here in just a second. They're going to do this song again. Because here's the thing. You cannot let the thoughts of unworthiness or not being good enough keep you from winning. The following audio is from The House in Rogers, Arkansas. More information about The House Church can be found at www.welcometothehouse.com.